Hers and Hers and His, a Threes Company podcast. I'm Tucker. I'm Matteo. And I'm Jinx. So businesslike so about business-like. it. Like, come on, let's I love the sort of reverence with which he's treating the subject matter because Three's Company is one of the all-time great sitcoms of America mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah, you said all time. You already covered it. Why am I trying to double back? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest oh, yeah. American remake of a British sitcom, well, is it? Because we got uh, The Office now. It is a remake of a British sitcom yeah. in the tradition oh. of The Office. Uh, <laughs> just as respected as the office yeah. three's company. Well, did you know it was a remake? I did not actually know that it was a remake oh. and uh, that, but you know, that kind of explains it. Cause I have a lot of opinions about this pilot episode <laughs> after having seen it. And you know, it's funny cause like back in the day when you'd watch television, like, you know, you didn't generally, they were in order, but Whoever caught on a random Tuesday at 5 p.m. the pilot episode of, of Three's Company, I actually never saw it until we until oh, we wow. were getting ready to do the podcast. Oh. Well, that's exciting. So did you watch a lot of Three's Company when you were growing up? I did. I did because it was syndicated in L.A. on mm-hmm. uh, Channel 11, which was uh, KTTV. Uh, I want to say, which was, which, uh, which later turned into our Fox uh, affiliate. But back mm, then right. it would come on every day at like five o'clock and it would run for an hour. And uh, I just loved it. I loved watching it. I watched it first run when it was like on television, you know, my parents watched it and then I watched it again when it went into syndication uh, into my teens and early twenties. Oh my God. Awesome. So let's, let's go ahead and, uh, introduce ourselves we'll start with Matteo since he's already talking yeah telling us about himself yeah. but let's <laughs> what, what is this what is this show about why are we doing it and who are we well the three of us are really good buddies uh now mm-hmm. Jinx and I are stand-up comics and we met on the scene on the, the, on the hot mm. comedy Boise Boise comedy scene oh my god and uh, she introduced me to her lovely inimitable husband Tucker Oh, God, I never can uh, say that word. I was just imagining you two, like, shaking hands for the first time in front of a brick wall. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then when I introduced you, you, you walked up, and I was like, hello, hello, hello. Nice doctor, doctor. We met on the scene. <laughs> nice to meet you. Take my wife, please. 
So now we're all roughly in our very, very, very early 40s. I feel like that's important to stress. <laughs> roughly. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so, so we're basically the same age as this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is oh, like, yeah. this is like we grew up with this show yeah. as like part of our, part of our childhood and part of our identity as, as kids that was like, because it had slapstick, mm-hmm. it had like things about it that made us want to watch it as kids. Like yeah. it had a little naughty, it was a little naughty. We didn't quite know what that naughty meant, but we knew there was something mm-hmm. about it that we liked. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I really looked up to these three characters in terms of just how cool and fun and sweet they seemed. Like I thought, you know, there was so many like, you know, actually legit cool people on television that I knew I would never be friends with, but Jack, Janet and Chrissy, I mean, they mm-hmm. were like the kids next door. And I just really felt like, man, I'd love to live in the building with those three people. That's a really good point. Well, and yeah. <clears throat> and, and that's the thing too, is like that, that Matteo growing up in LA, mm. like to us, that was, well, to me, especially being so far away from LA growing up, like that was like yeah. a very exotic locale, like to tune in well, and watch these people in LA was like, Oh my God, what a fantasy land for so well, you that, growing up to, there. Now, now, now I, I will say this because it's still true today. Uh, I'm an East sider. I grew up in East LA. I'm Latino and, uh, looking at where they were at, they lived in the part of LA that is Hollywood LA. This is, this is what everybody thinks Southern Cal is, you know, the branch of palm trees, right? Where that was the land that was foreign to me. We never went that far West. We never met okay. Santa Monica, you know, yeah, we didn't have yeah. any business out there. So it, it seemed like an exotic location to me. And it was just, 30 minutes down the freeway. But we never went there, so I might as well have been on the, on the other coast. <laughs> and I loved, I loved their beach life. I really did. Yeah, they totally had beach life. Mm. Oh, my God. There was probably so much sand in that shag carpet oh, man. in the real apartment. <laughs> <I'm imagining. laughs> Ew. Ew, gross. Well, okay. So, so for this, for this episode specifically, since this is our first, our first episode, we decided to watch the pilot episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Obviously. Obviously. Right. (laughs) What else are you going to do? Um, A Man About the House. A Man About the House. This aired, hold on, hold on. I got it here. It aired March 15th, 1977. Wow. 77. Okay. So yeah, I'm just going to say it. I was two years old at this point. Um, wow. born into, yeah, we and, weren't even um, born yet. <laughs> you guys. Okay. Well, track, we came along the track, next track, year. Track. Yeah. Our oh, moms really? were oh, pregnant. That's right. That's right. Yeah. They were pregnant when it aired. Right. No, almost yeah. close, close March. And when I think when your parents watch a sitcom that, because how long did it end up running? Oh my God. It's like eight seasons, I think, isn't it? Eight seasons, yeah. Yeah. It was a really good long run. So by the time, you know, I'm 10 years old by the time it, it finishes, and I was fully into Three's Company at that point. Yeah. Oh my you know, God. I remember yeah. when, yeah, when they did the spinoff uh, of Jack's Bistro, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, at one oh point. Oh my God. But, so um, much Jack's Bistro. I, I pretty much literally grew up, like those, those formidable years with those people being in my living room. Every week, 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really truly felt like they were family in a way. Yeah. Their apartment, like I just imagined and assumed that's what my first apartment mm-hmm. would be like. Like I totally believed that that's what yeah. that was, what that was going to be like. And it mm-hmm. just like, that's what that was like when you were a grown up. you lived the beach life with yeah. your friends. That's what you did when you were a grown up. You went down to the Regal Bagel and you uh, <laughs> had some crazy yeah. characters that were your friends. Like mm-hmm. that was, that's what it was going to be like when we grew up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to move in with two girls. Okay. Okay. So a man about the house, a man man about the house pilot episode. Huzzah everyone. So, um, let's start first off. Let's talk about that opening sequence. Hmm. When they, the girls come stumbling or, Oh, the, the credits. Yes. 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 Come and knock on our door. Oh my God. Yes. Greatest theme song. Well, okay, I I really loved this song. And mm-hmm. what's so crazy about TV theme songs is they don't actually sound anything like what's playing on the radio. And yet, they capture a moment in history mm-hmm. um, and, and of culture in, in this really crazy way that like gets into your ear and you just don't forget these songs forever. They're like weird little hymns. Yeah. Tucker and I sing it at karaoke. Mm-hmm. What? Oh no, that's so cute. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. Oh. I mean, not in front of people, just no. ourselves. Company flame alive. Yeah, we love it. We love it. No, but um, I love the opening sequence because it starts straight off with Jack just falling off of his bicycle mm-hmm. because a cute girl walks by. Yeah. Like, I just love that. Yeah. That's how it starts off. Like, it just rolls out with like, it's like this, this is what you're in st- is in store. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like falling down and a then, lot, and boy, is he not really gay. Like right. that's and then he, that's exactly like he yeah. breaks the fourth wall, and he's like, yes. "Oh no, I got caught looking at a girl." Zoinks! <laughs> <laughs> but he's so charming and boyish. And he's got like mm-hmm. his hair in his eyes, and he's and you're just like, "Oh, God Jack. damn it!" Jack. You just love him with his big sailor bell bottoms. You just want to just swishes <laughs> through the whole song. I feel like I thought I had something else about the opening sequence, but now I don't remember anything. Oh, Suzanne Summers was the girl, right? Oh, yeah, the girl that that was Suzanne Summers in in a wig. That's impressive. Oh, get out. Yeah, yeah. she was just How in a wig. Just find that out? I just found in some trivia because what do I do with my spare time but look up Three's Company it's trivia? Obviously true. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so it I must be it. true. Oh, I'm yeah. going to go with it. That's true. But yeah, this is where, where Janet waters Chrissy because she mm-hmm. thinks she's <laughs> That's right. Yes. And then, and then she just turns just over and she's like, Janet, oh. except she's looking at the camera. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, what did she just do? <laughs> what did you guys now I'm wet and like boobs and, why we, and boy did we all love that moment well I don't know so much about you Matteo but we loved that moment <laughs> you know it's it's funny because like while I didn't find it sexy like I certainly like I loved Chrissy from the jump yeah. you know she's just Suzanne Summers is magnetic and we'll talk about the cast in a second and 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 how surprising the the pilot was overall because of the performances yeah but just from the jump like these are um joyce dewitt and and, and suzanne summers and um and john ritter are are magnetic i don't know what yeah. it is but like 
you feel like you know them, even though you're just meeting them. They're mm-hmm. from the jump, like underdogs because they're all making these stupid little human mistakes mm-hmm. and we're already just on board with them. They're, they're literally oh, yeah. like, even though I was so much younger than them, I still felt like they were kids next, the kids next yeah. door yeah, who were just they, getting likes. They really position yeah. them as kids. Really? They give them parents in the yeah. house. <laughs> They're going to school. They have parents uh, basically. So true. Yeah. Very relatable as a yeah. child. You share a room with your yeah. sister. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it kind of is that setup. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So the basic, the basic rundown of the pilot, let's just give the basic okay. rundown. The basic rundown is Janet and Chrissy, I started to say throw a party, but they refer to it as giving a party they several times in the episode. <laughs> um, it opens and, them yeah, having just given They have a just party. given a party for their knocked yes. up roommate who is, is now married. Eleanor. Oh, Eleanor. Eleanor. And she is now um, married and went into labor and had a boy, we learn. Yeah. And then they find in. Overnight. Like, overnight, yeah, she just had a baby while the party was happening. Well, they rushed her off to the hospital. Right. Anyway, they find the next morning after this big party a man in their bathtub, uh-huh. and sleeping sleeping in their bathtub, sleeping right. in their bathtub, sleeping right. in their bathtub, right? Okay, they he find doesn't know how he got there, right? Except that he drank some of that punch, which we have just learned has turned the ladle green, right? Right, who made that? Chrissy made that punch. Chrissy made, and it yeah. turned Janet into an animal. <laughs> yeah, Janet was stripping and on the tables. Oh my! Yeah, she was trying to take her clothes off. Isn't that what she said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so they find a man. It's already titillating. It's, it is titillating already. What with the getting in the shower and, and the, the man girls, in the bathtub, the girls everything coming out in their nightgowns. Yes, nighties. Now, okay. I don't know if you guys clocked it, but after having seen so many episodes and never having seen the pilot, I was immediately struck by how much more serious the girls were playing it yes. in that pilot episode. Yeah, Chrissy's they were no dummies. Dumb. No. no. No, they were totally they were totally just like straightforward like young women. Like she wasn't playing like goofy baby voice or anything. No, it felt like right. her character was set up less ditzy and more rich girl because she was she makes mention of uh they have people to do that for them or something oh she does right doesn't she i don't know maybe she's very much like a prototype for rachel on friends just coming from money you know super pretty getting her life started you know basically like you know she's kind of slumming it for the first time she's out on her own you know right that's totally different but a smart girl. She yeah. Just, Suzanne Zimmer, mm-hmm. like I said, was just playing it straight. Yeah, and especially there's there's a line where she says, um, well, when they finally decide, okay, they find Jack in the bathtub, mm-hmm. and they learn he's going to cooking school, mm-hmm. and they decide he should be the roommate. Okay, that's the basic premise right. here. When they decide that he should be their roommate, she says to Janet, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And in like subsequent episodes, that would have been a punchline right there. Uh-huh. Like that wouldn't have gone any further. <laughs> totally true. Yeah. And it's just presumed that it's sensible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Plus, I, we should also mention the reason they decide to let Jack move in is because he's a good cook. Right. Because yeah. he's, he's going to chef school at LA Technical College. Are you familiar with LA Technical <laughs> College, Matteo? Being an LA I am resident? Actually, yes. 
I am, yes. Yeah. What's their culinary program bad. like? Yeah, is their culinary program decent? Yeah. Never had one, never will. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> they, that was totally made up. Yeah. It, is, it is a technical trade school, but for like, you know, electricians and plumbers. Like right. not these TV you know, VCR repair. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They peaked with or Jack Tripper and eliminated the program. Repair. <laughs> oh my you know, god, he just did it so well. And am I right? Was he was he a chef in the Navy? Is that how he got his start cooking? Wasn't he a chef in the Navy? Did he mention that in the pilot? No, no. he does not I mention. Don't that in the think pilot. he mentioned huh. that. In, no, he does not mention that in the pilot. But I'm pretty he sure that, that, that's, that that's true. We'll find out later. That, yeah, we'll we'll find we'll, out someday. We'll get to the <laughs> We're going to circle back. <laughs> Put it on the big, the big so, list of questions. <laughs> so, yeah. So they, they decide that, you know, they're looking for a female roommate mm-hmm. and they have somebody who does in fact come over and oh, yeah. um, oh. I forget, the, I forget the name of this character, but Patricia, Patricia, Patricia. her friends call her Patrick. My friends call me. Patricia. 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 I was like, <laughs> Patricia. Yeah, Janet comes back with, okay, Patricia. <laughs> she's which is great. so funny, which is so great. She's fantastic. Um, and I want to read the casting call for that actress. Like, I want to read the thing that's like Patricia. kind of manly, but also feminine. She was. I thought she was just so over the top, like mm-hmm. opera. And this is where you get, for me, it's really her and Mr. Roper who start to really get into the farce. Mm-hmm, it's not the mm-hmm. three main characters of the show who are really doing that. Although there was a lot of physical comedy with the shower. Oh uh, yeah. Jack oh my God. Shower. Yes. And I think, uh, I think John Ritter did a great job of that. Cause yeah. I was just so afraid he was going to slip and fall at any moment. <laughs> yeah. He was so slippery. Oh, but, how about when he shaves? Yeah. Like, and, uh, Oh, dry. <laughs> and then she gives him, she's like, here's something. And he puts it on and he says, what's this? And she says, we use it to clean the sink. And then he just splashes water and splashes it right in his eyes. Yeah. It looks like he makes it way yeah. worse. Yeah. I love, there's this yeah. little moment when they find him in the shower there in the bathroom where he is not quite awake yet. And he's trying to turn off the shower and they see him and he sees them and he kind of like covers up like he thinks he's naked. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yes. so funny, but it's just a, like a brief moment. And it's, and it's interesting, right? Cause this is 77. Is what yeah. 77. We're still doing vaudeville. Oh yeah. I think that was I mean, it just goes to show like how strong, you know, physical comedy was, uh, slapstick was as, as part of the American comedy tradition. And they just know, like, it's, it's like, he just, I'm sure he's ad-libbing all of that stuff. Right. Oh yeah. He's really, really cute. He's the most adorable. He is the most adorable. How does he do it? He just falls over everything. He's like, his body's made of liquid. I don't understand. <laughs> it's so true. It's understand. so true. And I just forgot his and name, too. Misses- What's his name? Jack Tripper. Jack Tripper, but John Ritter? John Ritter. John Ritter. Yeah, yeah John Ritter. Oh, my God. Those are really, I mean, they cast him. I mean, they wrote that for him. Yeah. I had seen him play um, a preacher on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Mm. And it had to be right around that time. Okay. Uh, he played like a, like a young preacher who ends up marrying uh, Ted Knight's character. And um, 
very sweet. Like from the moment, again, he's just somebody who comes on screen and you're just automatically drawn to him because he's got such a big heart. He's just such a sensitive dude, which I think kind of helps sell the gay thing to me mm. Yeah, uh, for his character. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's sort of believable yeah. in that way. And just in case, because you didn't mention it, that that's the reason he's allowed to move in because Janet tells mm. the Ropers, their landlord, that Jack is gay. Right. That's interesting too, the way that they handle that because the very last word that they say in the whole pilot is gay. Yes. Mm. And it's the entire setup for the entire situation. Yeah. And they play it off. Like it's just the punchline of the episode. Right. Which I didn't know until I was way older what that whole situation was. Right. Mm. And I didn't, it, it, it didn't matter to me because I didn't know, first of all, I didn't know what gay was. I didn't know that it was a problem. I didn't know that this was something that Mr. Roper had against Jack. I just didn't think he liked Jack because Jack was young and fun and Mr. Roper was old. and <laughs> Right. And yeah. right. That's exactly what is, what it played like to a kid for yeah. sure. I just had no idea, you know, and every now and again, he would do this thing where he would like move his hand in a funny way or like Norman fell and Mr. Roper would like bat his eyes in this like over exaggerated cartoon, you know, cat kind of way. It was so ridiculous. And I, but it was all over my head. Right. See, I had, I had definite adults in my life as a kid who I knew as gay men even though I didn't know that they were gay. Does that make sense? Like I knew them as a type of man and I understood what Mr. Roper meant when he was, when he would do his little, like I knew that that meant one of those funny guys like Jack down at the the organist at the church and, Mm -hmm. and the other guy that works at the funeral home, you know, like I knew exactly what that meant. The guy that works at Levenger's drugstore. Really? Yeah. But I didn't know that that meant necessarily what gay meant. I just knew that that was that was a certain type of man, and Jack was one of them, or was portrayed so as one of them for the show. Tucker, did you know? I honestly don't remember. I I feel like I had some inkling, but I I don't know. I mean, it was totally over my head. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think too that it's like one of the things that's so fascinating is that. They never, no one ever, it's not, they make fun of Jack for being gay because they think he's gay. They make fun of him for it, but they don't necessarily, they don't necessarily have a prejudice against him. Does that make sense? That was a surprising thing in the pilot Mm -hmm. where, so Janet and Jack leave the living room to go into the kitchen to retrieve Jack's pants. Which are and the they do this yeah. really smart little costumey thing where he tucks his dress into his pants and it looks like a really pretty blouse. Right, because he's wearing, he's wearing, he's over wearing the house dress because he had to take his clothes off. Right. Right. <laughs> right, because they're all wet from being discovered in the mm-hmm. shower. So when he comes out, he looks, I guess, like a blouse-wearing gay man. Right, I suppose. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I would like to just put it on record that that is not how gay men generally dress. Ever. It's not. Like, they don't just put on women's clothes. They don't usually wear and glasses. walk around <laughs> all boisterous and bold and 
And well, how do you do, sir? This is my plan. But it's exactly <laughs> you know, ridiculous. But it's exactly what someone like Mr. Roper would think a gay man exactly. does. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or in or America. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as, as you know, presumably um, Janet has told him that he's that Jack is gay, has told Mr. Roper that Jack is gay, he has absolutely no problem with that. Yeah. With all of his issues with that craziness is in his house, he has no problem with Jack being gay. He just, he just doesn't want any premarital Which, sex going on yeah. between them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but possible like man on man action over his head. I mean, they lived in the like mm. they lived in the same house yeah. basically. There's only two apartments: theirs and the one yeah. upstairs on top. Right. But yeah, he he was like, oh, everything's and, fine now, no problem at all. Yeah. That's the one suspension of disbelief I think that they have <laughs> <Sure>. you yeah. <laughs> for this show because it makes it does not track with his character at all. They're all of a sudden totally cool in a way where you're just like, oh, okay, well now I kind of like the Ropers, right? Yeah, you're like, well, they seem fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's, Maybe this whole crazy situation is going to work after all. Or will it? <laughs> <laughs> or will it? And uh, oh, and don't forget that Jack Jack wins the girls over with his crazy recipe. Mm, yeah, for, for eggs. eggs. For yeah, eggs. for just <laughs> fucking eggs and whatever else is in the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> that's but this is uh, that's true. He just starts pulling things yeah. out. <laughs> he does this because when he, I think at one point doesn't he ask for creme fraiche? He asks for a heaping tablespoon of milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I heard that as creme fraiche. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One man's milk is my creme fraiche. <laughs> my creme fraiche. Um, yeah, it was just so silly. They're looking for a female roommate, and then within 30 seconds of trying eggs, they're like, no, man, <laughs> no, we want, want a man. man. Now we want a We're man. We're fine with Well, man. you saw what this, they were eating this before. This man we just found... <laughs> 20 minutes ago in our back. And I love the whole like strange angle that is established in the pilot about how Jack, that Jack and Chrissy have chemistry, but that Janet and Jack do not have chemistry and that that is completely off the table. Like from, from the start. I thought that was so gross. I did not care for that one day. Poor Janet, first of all. Also, she's super cute. Joyce Witt was just as Cute and gorgeous and, and sweet and smart as, as Chrissy was. But again, it's just like, I don't know. I, why? I guess because Chrissy's got blonde and yeah, booby. I don't know. It's because yeah, she's, she's blonde and booby. And again, I'm a so Janet much more. guy. Yeah, I'm a Janet guy too. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been a Janet guy. I think I think I'm a Janet guy, except that no, that's not even true. I loved those girls equally. I thought they were both like my big sisters. I don't know. I had a, I don't know if I had a thing for Janet or if I just wanted to be Janet mm-hmm. because she was like finally a cool brunette, mm-hmm. and that was not never happening, you know. Right. right. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know yeah, which it was, true. but I wanted. I was telling Tucker just earlier today. I wanted to wear pantyhose all the time because of her, because she wore pantyhose in every episode, and I always was like look at her legs and how just frothy blown out they look from her pantyhose <laughs> i love it it seems like such that's a so hilarious that's uh, so hilarious a trope that's been used a lot though especially during that period in the 70s and 80s and probably continued through the 90s i guess or maybe even today but the blonde girl and then the the brunette girl and there was always yeah the brunette girl, girl was always the dream yeah brunette girl is just a variation on fat funny friend 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Or interesting. It's like Booth and Teen Wolf. <laughs> no, 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 His friend. <gasps> yeah, there's always the there's always the off now, friend. Do, do either of you clock Joyce DeWitt's um, ethnicity? Hmm. Oh no, no. Like, is she? Is she any? Is like she's. It says she's of Italian descent on her mother's side and Dutch from her father. Oh, okay. So she's fully white. She's a fully white. She's just white she's just a lot of eyeliner and hair dye. Yeah. She was the blue black hair. Oh, was that yeah, what that it blue is? black hair dye and that eyeliner. Mm. Yeah. Fascinating. She was really taking the Joan Jet look. Nice. Yeah. That explains it. <laughs> um, and she was and she was kind okay. of the silly. Like she was kind of being the silly airheaded one a little bit in the pilot. Like when she says to Mrs. Roper that she only locks the door when she remembers to, that doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a Janet thing mm-hmm. to say at all. Yeah. No. And in fact, I think that, so, you, okay, here's what I think is remarkable about the pilot. One, that it isn't as farcical as the show ends up being. Right. But two, what I found really, really fascinating was how into this episode, the the studio audience was <laughs> getting that kind of a reaction. I'm I'm t- I'm not kidding. On a pilot, they never laughed that loud. That's true. what I also found fascinating, uh, and it just goes to show how strong the concept was out of the gate. That this when they made this pilot, the network I'm sure looked at you know heard that audience reaction and was like, oh sh- we have we have got a a, a hit on our yeah. hands. They love it. They can't get enough of this. And the biggest laughs of the whole episode, very strangely came when, uh, Norman fell, Mr. Roper came upstairs and started groping mm. the poor potential <sighs> yes. roommate, a woman who had come Patikins. to the apartment. Patikins. And people are just, yeah, poor, poor Patikins is getting her boobs on. Yes. And people just loved it. They got, I think he managed to get three applause breaks <laughs> inside of yes. two minutes. When he exits, there's and a huge applause, applause, yeah. applause break when he exits. Yeah. There's a huge, when she, she exits. There's also a huge just they love those performances. Oh, those are that's what they're tuning and in for. I think that's what it was. I think the network saw that pilot saw the farce or the the slapstick working mm-hmm. so well. They were like, "Well, let's turn it up to a yeah. Minute. Let's just crank uh, the blonde. If they long honks. If they loved honks and beeps, we'll give them something <laughs> to real honk. You know, to really honk and beep about. And my God, that whole that whole like him poking her in the chest thing is mm-hmm. so upsetting to me because I don't know. I don't know how it feels when you don't have boobs, but po- poking boobs hurts real bad. Mm. And he does it so viciously that it just, it just hurts me every time. <laughs> I can't even imagine yeah. what Patikins went through. It's the first sexual but also assault. Jack, of the series. Yeah. It is the first sexual assault of the series. Yeah. There'll be more. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, Poor Pattykins didn't really have an opinion on being groped. She kind of just says, well, I don't know if I can live in a building with that, but oh, He well. didn't even and say please. She leaves. <laughs> that's what, that's what, <laughs> what is the What is the line she says when she's coming out of the kitchen? I just screamed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this voice? What is her know. affected it's voice? It's so strange. 
I thought her costume was so wacky too because she's like in this weird Victorian collar getup. Well, that could have just which, been the time. You never. It know. was happening. I yeah. remember because because sometimes I I'm a real big Mary Tyler Moore fan. I, I watch it almost all the time, you know every week. Like a few episodes. Ooh. I love it to go to sleep yeah. too. And uh, when she did wear a lot of those high collar, like Victorian, you know, white shirt type kind of outfits. And when this lady comes through the door, I mean, it's just the whole thing. She's just like so over the top with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess they're trying to make her look a little boxy. Um, I mean, I guess that's probably part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting, right? Because like, I immediately was like, oh my gosh, this is that Austin Powers bit that Mike Myers did. You're a man, baby. And I'm like, I remember seeing that and thinking like, this is the stupidest bit I have ever seen in my life. Like, does anybody believe this? (laughs) And I remember being in the movie theater watching Austin Powers and people were losing their minds. Oh my God. Yeah. And that became a thing that people said for the next 20 years. She's a man, baby. I was like, what yeah. are we doing? Like, it's all yeah. like that weird kind of like homophobic tangent stuff yeah. that I just, just drives me nuts. Like, trans. What's, the, what's like, the movie? Oh, Pet Detective? <laughs> oh, is it Pet Ace Detective that has the yeah. whole like, right. plot twist it's of the. the that's plot, so yeah. terrible. It, like, to watch that now, you yeah. realize, like, mm-hmm. you just see it, you're like, this was the whole movie. Yeah. Holy shit. Why mm. are we talking about this part? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. But it's but it's but it's here in this episode too, and you're listening to the audience, and they're losing their yes. minds. And I'm like, this is why I will never be a successful comic because I just don't get what's funny to people. Because <laughs> I think what's happening on screen is deplorable, and I will not be a part of it. <laughs> you just don't get what's funny in 1977 anymore. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> What do we think about what do we where do we stand I on think, the ropers? Like, what do we hmm. think about the ropers? Again, I, for me, like you know, Norman Fell. Like, I can't believe how much people responded to him, yeah. and he was a legit part of the cast. I, I loved uh, Mrs. Roper, Audra Lin, Lindley from the jump. Yeah, loved her outfits, loved her costume, loved her attitude. She was very like. Phyllis Diller. Yes, mm-hmm. very TV. Phyllis Diller. Um, very much like that, that like auntie name that I wish right. I had. Um, and, and I just, I, I love that vibe from her. But to me, like, I forgot, I, I've never liked Norman Fell. Like, he really scared me growing up. Like, I thought his he was so creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, he just seemed so legitimately rageful. Mm-hmm. And I just, that just scared the crap out of yeah, me. Yeah, I got that too. But I couldn't mm-hmm. believe just how much people laughed at him and really loved him. He ends up winning an Emmy Award for his work on Fruits Company. Yeah. See, I remember being a kid and being, I mean, this is jumping ahead a little, but I remember being a kid and being relieved when Mr. Furley came along. Huh. Interesting. Because, me yeah, because I didn't like Mr. Mr. Roper. Huh. Yeah. He was a little creepy. Interesting. Well, he was, I mean, also Mr. Roper wore those like cardigans <laughs> and those like, you know, button down shirts and those like polyester mm-hmm. pants. He just looked molestery. Yeah, he just had that vibe. Like, this is the kind of guy that he would be like, yeah, like he'd drive in a car and offer you candy. That's the kind of vibe. <laughs> oh, wow. Like it was very creepy. But when Mr. Furley comes 
with those ascots. That's a whole different. <laughs> that's a whole new world. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, the floral silk shirts oh and the white. Wait, have you the flare bottle have you ever hair? heard of slash been to a Mrs. Roper party? No. Oh my god! What's that? It's these parties. It's these what parties, and I've only heard of them as being like gay gay club events or like things like that. They had one at the balcony one year, but it's a party where everyone dresses like mm. Mrs. Roper. That sounds great. And it's That's amazing because there's just hundreds of people dressed <laughs> <laughs> as Mrs. Roper. <laughs> oh, my oh, stars. That's uh, weird. I never I never thought of Mr. Roper that way for some reason. Really? I, always, uh, I just thought he was kind of a fool and a kind of a, a weirdly – A grunt, yeah. a crank. And he seemed like, you know, he was the foil for the kids and everything. And I was just like, I don't know. I never found him threatening in any way. Oh. I always felt he was so kind of neutered and non-threatening. He was. Yeah. And, but but yeah. you see him now. And, uh, I'm sorry. I see him now as an adult. Mm-hmm. And now he's like got a totally different vibe. And I'm like, oh, he's completely harmless. But he just seemed to get in the way of the kids in such a way that I felt like I'm like, ah, oh, here comes that jerk to ruin everything with his, mm-hmm. you know, grumpiness and, and meanness. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. uh, yeah, I just, that just I reminded me of all the adults I knew. The prototype. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. I was just like, yeah, he's just the adult. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my God. Exactly. And, and this, to me, that was just like, I, I just did not care for him at all. Well, everybody loved him so much that they had their own spinoff, which actually oh, ended up right. screwing them out of the show because they were really popular and they said, well, give you your own. And they said, yeah. we don't want to go. We want to stay on three's company. And then they, uh, they said, we'll do it for one season. If it doesn't work out, yeah. we'll bring you back. And it didn't work out, but then they, they but it lasted for back. a season and a half. Right, so they, they let it like, last a little they were bit like, too long, no, and then yeah, didn't yeah. bring them back. Well, plus, I mean, I hate furling. to say it, but when I mean Don Knotts is just mm-hmm. at that point, he was a legend in television, yeah. yeah, and really came in and just knocked it out of the park and breathed completely new life into that. Show. Yeah, and what a, I mean, obviously, we'll get more to this later, but what a spin on the whole. I mean, if we're going to talk about the way homosexuality is treated in this show, take Mr. Furley. I mean, it's just so crazy. It's just so crazy, right? I mean, the hypocrisy, and yet all the writers are in on these jokes, and you're just like, wait a second. So is this funny? Do I laugh? What is happening? Who knows? Uh, (laughs) This is what happens when, like, straight boys are in charge of everything. <laughs> but yeah, Three's Company also very uh, remarkable for its two very big cast shakeups over the life of its show of the show. Yeah, when you really mess with chemistry like that, like will a show continue and recover? And and it surely did. Just like Mary Tyler Moore, you know, when 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 Valerie mm. Harper left. <laughs> Oh, a Three's Company oh, podcast, poor. sub Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> listen, listen I, it's, <laughs> there was a cross. Jack Tripper mm. was. He, he did, I should say John. John Ritter, Ritter also played a minister on the Waltons. Oh, yeah. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. I can see him really rolling into the world of the Waltons. Yeah, I can see him fitting <laughs> in there. 
and played just an actual slip it in gay cow character shit. in yeah, Sling Blade. He played an actual gay character in Sling Blade? Yeah. Oh. He's great in that movie. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. I did not see oh. that film. Oh, it's a good movie, but it's I haven't great. seen it in a long time. I didn't even know he was in it. I heard it's good. I, it's good. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> and you got to think, too, he, there yeah, is that, that like, they managed to keep a fan base with those cast shakeups, and nobody gives Joyce DeWitt her due. No. Like, that wasn't just John Ritter. That was her, too. Yeah. Those two carried the show the entire run. Oh, and then he snaked her out of that spinoff. Oh, Jack. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of backroom intrigue that happens behind the scenes on this show, which is just so sad. And, uh, I mean, we'll definitely get into it as we get closer to the end of season one. Yeah. Some shit happens. uh, You know, Chrissy's character. uh, Because I felt like the revolving door of Chrissy's after that was just. Upsetting. It's quite a journey. (laughs) (laughs) It it really is. But, um, but getting back to the pilot. Yeah. I was really surprised again, just how different the format was from what the show ends up Mm -hmm. becoming. And it's really sad because I felt like I wasn't sure if the show was successful because it was so stupid or if it could have been more successful if it was just a little less stupid. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it could have, like, I feel like it it slid down a little bit, but it found its groove. Yeah. And and who was the audience for this Well, there was a whole, like, madcap sex comedy craze going on at the time. And I think they were trying to jiggle comedies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I can only think of Porky's right now, but there's but even with like laughing, there's so like many. there were there were TV shows that yeah, could, and yeah. Mash had that little like kind of like cheesecake factor kind of thing sure going Benny on. Benny Hill made quite an impression. Yes, <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, <laughs> but so oh, the, and also, oh my God, so this song. show had a little raunch, and it was like yeah. enough raunch to please that demographic, but it also like appealed to kids, mm-hmm. oddly enough. Like a lot of kids were watching this show. Yes, I I did. Um, this is super gross to say, but I did hear a uh, interview that that Walt Disney did, and he said that kids, when they watch his his cartoons, even even his cartoon films, that they don't understand everything. But at that age, kids are so used to not understanding uh. everything, they always figure they'll learn about it later, huh. and. And sure enough, as a child grows up, they are constantly learning new things. And so they do come into, you know, their understanding. So, but they're used to being confused about things as long as like, you know, Jack's falling all over the furniture and, you know, Chrissy's like, you know, clapping and and bouncing those boobies all over the place. Oh my God. Yeah. What's, what's covering that? And you understand that there's a misunderstanding and someone's going to get caught. Doing yeah, there's always you, the factor that that's kind of what the show pivots on. There's mm-hmm. always that factor of a misunderstanding and somebody's going to find out something. Right. Yeah. Which is very relatable to a kid. I, I find that to be... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I also find that whole... I didn't know that until I got older and was watching the shows. And I remember one day it occurred to me, I'm like, wait, did I see this episode? No. It's just that they are using the same format yeah. every yes. episode. Somebody mishears yes, a thing. every time. Like every episode could be resolved <laughs> in like six minutes if someone would just clarify something. That's yeah. all that needs to be done. Actually, it's it's 
It's actually six <laughs> seconds. And it's this kind of, and that creates its own kind of fun tension or, or it's the most annoying part of the whole thing. Yeah, no, thing. it gives me some anxiety. And what I'm so, yeah, it does. Because any any conflict that can be resolved with one sit down talk is not really <laughs> does not a good episode of television. I hate to say it. I beg to differ. We've got eight seasons why, to prove you wrong. <laughs> you're absolutely correct. And we are going to go through every one of these episodes, and we are going to, and I will be shown the metaphorical door. Um, and I can't I, wait. I, I just can't. I'm wondering wait. if the switch to uh even broader slapsticky three's company that we know and love is going to come at the end of this first season because i know that this episode and several of the first season episodes are like directly based on episodes from a man about the house the english series this is based on yeah they're almost word for word office so they they did the same thing. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that show. Like, first of all, have you seen that first um, show? We've seen parts of the first episode or the second mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, I think it's the... We, we tried to watch all of it, but it is an hour long, and it is not a, not very slapsticky. Like, they definitely do a great job of, like, here's this hour-long comedy, and now we're going to boil it down to the, <laughs> to the essential yeah. points. <laughs> There, someone watched it and was like, what wow. if this show wasn't boring and it had John Ritter and Joyce DeWitt in it? <laughs> How about that? What if we do what that? What if we showed a lot of skin and we wrapped Ooh. everything up real quick? Yes. How about that? That sounds way better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that's interesting because, first of all, who does an hour long Yeah, well, right? the br- British people. <laughs> Who's, who can figure the British? You can't sustain... <laughs> You can't sustain no. a comedy that long. You really it can't. It's barely really felt like a comedy. It, yeah, it was. It's. It was a rough. It was a rough watch. I'll be honest. But the first episode, like plot wise, it is. It is almost identical. Mm-hmm. And and then that's the one funny. that one we watched had a joke that we were like, "That's in that episode. That's in an episode." Yeah, it was an episode yeah, too. We, we it was an episode too, yeah. and it was like they used a bit straight from the mm-hmm. British show. Yeah. And in Mad about Mad about the house and the British show, do they is is the main character is the main male character gay as well or, or yes. playing gay? Mm-hmm. Oh, fascinating! So yeah. we brought the whole thing straight, ripped straight thing. ripped it off. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. But they shot three pilots. The pilot that we want, the, the pilot we know and love now, <laughs> was actually the third pilot that they shot uh-huh. because they couldn't get Chrissy right. Mm. Okay. This makes a lot of sense because when I watched that pilot, I was like, this is a well-oiled machine concept-wise. And so the fact that this was their third go at it also just goes to show like how committed the network was to to this thing working out. And then uh, John Ritter was like a really hot property. Um, I I don't know if Suzanne Summers or Joyce would have been in anything before that, but Norman Fell had certainly had you know, a career as yeah. kind of like, you know, he had good parts here and there, but it's this one that he's and en- he ends up being yeah. remembered for, oh, yeah. which I think is so. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not the best, but you know, there's a generation of us that have some fondness for it. 
Oh, for sure. And he did a great job and he was a good actor and a very sweet man. I actually did see a clip of uh, one of the title ending title sequences of the show. Ellen uh, from ABC was Ellen's uh-huh. DeGeneres show. And there's an episode where two of the male characters are on the couch practicing CPR and Mr. Roper walks in <laughs> as Mr. Roper and is like disgusted by the whole thing and like throws his arms in the air. And then it's just a quick cameo, but it was oh very my God, cute. That's great. And, uh, yeah, it was very, very sweet. So, you know, I get that this man was in on the joke and that he, yeah. you know, everybody that talks about him always says what a, what a kind, gentle soul he was. Uh, and, and yeah. something, so nothing, no, nothing bad. No, of course. No, 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 no. <laughs> Mr. Roper. Yeah. <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Roper's a problem. Now that's uh, a different story. Jinx and I were talking about that, how like things like this, that I mean, we're like, we're sure it's going to be packed with things that are now like super offensive. And, uh, but at the same time, like at, at that time, just getting these characters or these ideas in front of mainstream audiences like this probably helped uh, normalize just the fact that there were gay people <laughs> at all. Yeah. At least it started it. You know what I mean? Like uh, it was a part of the conversation when it hadn't, right. hadn't even been included, uh, even though it was like in we, a weird weren't, way. we weren't ready yeah, to have an actual gay character yet, but, but we can acknowledge they exist. Yes. <laughs> Three's Company didn't handle it as well, obviously, as other shows. There's an episode of MASH mm. that features a character who comes to the unit, uh, and he tells Alan Alda, the way he comes out to Alan Alda's character is he said, well, two men in my unit were beaten up. Uh, one was um, a black guy, and uh, the other was a homosexual. Uh-huh. And Alan Alda's character says to him, wow, I didn't know you were black. <laughs> Which is a very funny yeah. uh, comeback, and um, but uh, the the rest of the episode is about the other characters trying to figure out whether or not they should uh, basically report him and get him kicked out of service. Oh, the service. <clears throat> so it's and and they're very anguished about it. And the guy who has the biggest problem with the with the gay character ends up saving his job or saving him in the end and keeping him. Uh, because he's he has you know his hypocrisy is pointed out to him, but oh, if um, only that were the way it worked. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, right. If only people could be like shamed right. and doing the right thing. Yeah, um, high tech. Yeah. Looking at you. Um, the the other show at the time that did feature a gay character was Soap. Oh, that's right. right. In the seventies, yeah. right. starring about uh, so. you know Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal, who also Jody, auditioned for the role uh, of Jack, who was a gay man. Hmm. Yes. Oh, really? Ooh, sorry. Fascinating. Okay. Um, he would have been the wrong choice. Uh, John Ritter was the right choice because he had, he had the, the heart and soul. I think that, that balanced all of the other people out on that show. But, um, but, but at the, in the seventies, we're, we're watching, you know, gay characters still be the butt of the joke and three's company, uh, you know, really does that, which is really disappointing in a way except for these other two exceptions that I'm talking about. So, mm-hmm. and, and mash and, 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 and a very few others. Um, yeah. Gay people are just, you know, it, it's open season yeah. and that's going to change yes. in the eighties very slowly. 
Um, and I, it's fun to watch how things change on three's company for Jack's character and, and the gay yeah. jokes that they make. And I'm, I'm um, I feel I'm like interested to see where the, uh, like, what are the targets? You know what I mean? Like in this one, it seems like, uh, it seems like it's always, you know, Roper's the fool Roper's, uh, behavior towards Jack and towards his presumed homosexuality is ridiculous. And that seems to me where most of the humor related to the gay part comes from. But I don't remember if there's ever any like actual gay characters on the show, like side characters or anything like that. Do you guys remember? I don't know. Um, I, I, I did try to actually oh, look this up and uh, I couldn't find any evidence of gay Other than Jack, who's not gay. gay. Uh, That just isn't really a part of it. Although in later seasons, I think it's Jeffrey Tambor's character. Um, There's something going on with him Mm. that we can't quite figure out. (laughs) Well, I mean, I know that's a lot. So we're going to go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I think we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll definitely come. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of criticism of Three's Company in general, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of it comes from that whole stunted kind of kind of like it was just trying to be fun and, and play and and ha ha ha, right. isn't this hilarious and just be frothy and it just didn't you know yeah. I mean that's but I feel like it, I feel like you're right I feel like it has like it still brought those things up and brought them to the forefront for people to talk about I think. Yeah, and maybe that's why I liked laughing at Roper the way I did because it, you know, like maybe I could see my grandpa in him, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, this guy's an idiot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see like or, how it develops. I'm, I'm I'm interested in how it might have affected my perception of things. Yeah, I watched it really young a lot. You know, I think, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's unfair to criticize the show as being strictly mean to, to gay to gay men when you have to remember too, like if if John Ritter is you know playing a part where he's comfortable identifying as gay, yes. even though we know he's not, he's still willing to mm-hmm. be right. seen that way. That was actually kind of a cool thing. That was yeah. a a stealth move on the part of the writers, and I do think in its way helped move things forward because if a guy as cool and sweet and funny and kind of sensitive as Jack Tripper could say it, um, then, you know, and be believable for all of those heartfelt qualities as a gay man, you know, maybe, maybe gay men couldn't, maybe we're missing Mm -hmm. something here. Maybe we're not seeing the wholeness of, 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 you know, these people, we just see a stereotype. We just see a cartoon, We, we, you know, so I'm willing, to, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. And let's just see how things... Yeah, let's see, <laughs> let's see how the misunderstandings progress. It'll be, it'll yeah. be nerve-wracking and hilarious. Yeah. Well, uh, taking a step that is new... Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> would you like... <laughs> Nadia, would you like to play a game real quick before we, we close the chapter on the pilot? I would love to play a game. Okay. Yeah. So we it. were talking about this beforehand, and it turns out you, we've probably seen this a lot more as adults than you have. And so we thought maybe you didn't remember all the episodes, mm-hmm. and it might be fun if at the end of each episode we'll give you the title of the next one, and you, with the knowledge you have, 
will tell us what it's about. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So next week's episode is called And Mother Makes Four. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that definitely means one of the three of those kids is going to have okay. their mom visit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, since John Ritter is technically, you know, number one on the call sheet, the star of the show mm-hmm. is another way to say that. Um, <laughs> I would say that it's probably going to be his mom that comes oh, to visit. Okay. Now we could be throwing a, yeah, or or, um, it could be one of the Roper's moms or dads. I mean, oh. they're supposed yeah, to be no, they're supposed to be ancient. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe they come upstairs and just be <laughs> annoying. Uh, you know, it's. It's like Rosemary. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Oh Grandma my god! Roper. That would be like one guest episode. You know, she just shows up in a movie. It'd be great. But I'm going to say uh, uh, Jack Tripper's mom comes to visit. Okay, and they and hi Jason yeah. and Sue. I'm just going to. Then he's going to have to pretend. There's a probably have some pretending. Gay in front of Roper and not gay in front of his mom. Uh, Who knows? Oh my oh, god! That's true. Yes. Okay. Yes. And there's that's probably some expectation that his mom has <laughs> that placed on him that he has not fulfilled. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna add that part that's, in, that's even though. A good bet. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. This is great. That oh, that was awesome. Does the first episode? I love talking really about three's company with you guys. Me too. Me too. Uh, this is yeah. great. Fun. Well, let's do it next week. Okay. All right. All right. Let's we'll do see it. you next time at that lovable space that needs your face. Snap. Okay. We'll 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 talk more next week. Bye.